Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. Hey, isn't it good to be here this Sunday? Man, aren't you grateful to be here? Man, to sing, hey, look, I just want to say this. They say Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Really close second. Watching the Vols win on a Saturday. Isn't that good stuff around these parts? Seeing that, did I hear security? There was a boo. Uh, if you guys would take care of that, it'd be great. Now, hey, look, man, so glad. I'm just going to leave this right here for all the Vols fans. Just, there we, okay. Hey, so glad that you're here this morning as together uh, we get the chance to make much of Jesus and to celebrate the gospel together by connecting everyone we can to the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, today, I don't do this much, but we are going to take a break from our John series. We are going to leave Lazarus in the grave for one more week. Sorry, Lazarus, right? We're just going to leave him there. And I promise you next week, we're going to see if Jesus can wake Lazarus up. But I shared the news this past week in, in my word with Pastor Anthony email that we sent out weekly, uh, some really big news for the life of our church. And I want to make sure that you got this news. Starting on our fifth birthday, which is also our Vision Sunday, the very last Sunday of this month on the 24th, we are multiplying our services from just a 9 and an 11 to an 8 o'clock, a 9.30, and an 11 o'clock a.m. service, which we think is much needed. I don't know if y'all tried to park this morning, um, but it gets a little crazy. I had a, a lady, Suzanne, she came up to me uh, as we were worshiping. She said, I think I got the last parking spot on the whole campus this morning. And so, man, that's just that's good news uh, because we can do something about it. Let me give you the why behind this. Uh, last week, uh, when we got through, through parking every single car, I, I asked our parking lot team and our staff who were out there, we had 10 parking spots left on the entire campus. Guys, this morning, that number was zero. Zero parking spots that are left, meaning this, that we are very close to, for the first time in our history, on a Sunday morning, looking at the first person or the first family where we look at them and say, I'm so sorry, we don't have any room for you. Guys, and I'm telling you as a pastor, I can't stomach that. I mean, we're gonna do everything we can to make as much room for however many people the Lord sends to us. You know this in our 11 o'clock service last week, our parking lot was over 85% and here's every parking study out there. If somebody drives on any campus and the parking lot is 80% full, in their mind, it looks completely full and it screams to them, we don't have any room for you. Well, we are making room for them. We are making room for you. I'm excited to see what the Lord does across all three of these services. And here's where we need your help, especially this service. And we need some of you guys to adopt that 8 a.m service to make that your service to commit to grow that service with lost people and those who are unchurched or de-churched and together we do everything we can to connect everyone we can to the life-changing gospel of jesus christ here's the good news our new service format will keep our services to an hour to an hour and five minutes ain't nobody ever hated a shorter service did they amen all right don't get carried away and it's going to keep that format to about an hour to an hour and five minutes. Meaning this, you are a current 9 a.m. service. The new 9.30 a.m. service will end around 10.30. 
just about five to ten minutes later than you are used to in our current 9 a.m. service. Here's, here's what you can do. You ready? You can still hit Shoney's and Golden Corral before the Baptists do, all right? You still get out there. All them Baptists get out there, and you get a chance to, to eat first at those feeding troughs that I love so much. And so I, I want to say this. Man, we are excited with multiplying new services, but here's where we camp out today. In multiplying these new services, we need to amass an even greater army of volunteers, of servant leaders, what we call the dream team around here, servant leaders just like you. On this Labor Day weekend, we set aside time to honor and to celebrate the American worker. And we're also reminded today, it's time, church, that we get to work. It is time we get to work. You ever seen a poster like this studying in school? Who is that guy pointing his finger? That's Uncle Sam, right? Well, this came about back when we entered World War I in 1917, around that time. Uh, James Flagg made this famous lithograph. And it's that of Uncle Sam representing our government, saying, I want you for U.S. Army, for service, man, a recruiting success as many boys from all over the United States join the armed forces to take the fight to the enemy overseas. Hey, can I tell you, after I read the New Testament, can I tell you what I know to be true? Jesus wants you. Jesus has saved you. Jesus has given you new life through his Holy Spirit. Jesus has equipped you and gifted you to serve him, to serve his bride, the church, and to serve those outside of these, outside of these walls. He's equipped you. He wants you to take the fight to the enemy who is winning far too many battles all the while knowing he's lost the war. Jesus wants you. A couple years ago, Zach's going to help me out here. A couple years ago, I, I preached a message entitled, Saved People, Serve People, because serve people get saved. We know that to be true biblically. A friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, Scotty Inman, who sang 21 years with Triumphant Quartet and has just recently gone out on his solo career, he was in that service that day and actually took that sermon title and made it into a song on the Southern Gospel charts. And I thought, Zach, I could have Zach come out here and maybe just share a little bit of that chorus with you guys. And so maybe if the message doesn't stick, the song might. And listen to what it sounds like to sing out this sermon today. Save people, serve people, and serve people get saved. An act of kindness can shake the blindness standing in their way. Sometimes the best witness is what you do, not what you say. Oh, save people, serve people, serve people get saved. They get saved. It's the way you talk, it's the way you walk. Hallelujah, saved. It's the way you live, it's the way you give. Hallelujah, saved. 
It's the way you walk, it's the way you talk, hallelujah saved. It's the way you live, it's the way you give, hallelujah saved. Whoa, save people, serve people, serve people, get saved. An act of kindness can shake the blind and standing in their way. Sometimes the best witness is what you do, not what you say. Oh, save people, serve people, and serve people get saved. They get saved. And isn't that good right there? He did a great job writing the song. And here's what we're convinced as a church. That when save people, serve people, really and truly, serve people do get saved. We saw that at the shores of a baptism a couple weeks ago where 45 people took their next step of faith. We saw it last week as a, another young lady was baptized. We'll see it again in the 11 o'clock service as another person takes their next step of faith. Here's what we're convinced as a church. You ready? That every church member needs two things. Everyone needs a role and everyone needs a relationship. So what do I mean by relationship? I mean that small group, a relation that a relationship that's fostered in that small group setting, that Bible study, that discipleship that we call around here, connect groups. Why? Because we're convinced of this, that believers grow more sitting in circles than they even do sitting in rows on a Sunday morning. You have a group? Man, we just started our groups. They are fresh and brand new, and there is plenty of space for you and your family in one of our groups. Go to infocc.org, call our church office, stop by and see Kyle, and we'd love to share with you all about our group's ministry. But alongside of that relationship, we believe everyone needs a role, a place to serve, a, a ministry to own, serving believers. It gets believers off those sidelines into the game. Serving really positions us believers on the front lines of, of God's mission to save the world. And by the way, this is not just a practical message to help the health of Connect Church. It is a biblical message for the spiritual health of every believer. Uh, consider the admonition of Paul in Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 13. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. All of this done in the community that is the church. I love the word hospitality here. In the Greek language, it carries with it this literal meaning. You ready? To love strangers. To be a friend of strangers. The word practice here means to pursue, to go out of one's way to show kindness to strangers. Loving one another in this hospitality. Man, it is alive and active in God's word. We find it in examples throughout it. You ready? It was the, the kindness, this hospitality that Melchizedek showed Abraham in Genesis 14. It was Abraham showing hospitality to angels in Genesis 18. Isaac to Abimelech in Genesis 26. Joseph to his brothers in Genesis 43. Jethro to Moses in Exodus 2. Rahab showed hospitality to the spies in Joshua chapter 2. David to Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the grandson of King Saul in 2 Samuel 9. The widow Zarephath showed hospitality to Elijah in 1 Kings. 
We find the Shuamite to Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Job showed hospitality to strangers in Job 31. Martha showed that same hospitality to Jesus in John chapter 12. Zacchaeus to Jesus in Luke chapter 19. Lydia to Paul in Silas in Acts 16. And on and on and on. You see, hospitality is not just the industry we have in our community. Hospitality flows from the heart of God. It is both commanded and commended in Scripture. As the author of Hebrews would write this, you ready? Oh, I, missed, I forgot to put that in there. Let me read to you. Hebrews 13.1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. You see, serving allows us to actively and to practically love one another and to show hospitality. Tom Rainer, a great pastor and a really good writer, he wrote a book, and within it, he had this pledge he had written out that he encouraged church members to take all over the nation based on the teachings of Paul in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, which reminds us that now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And so I took some excerpts out of this pledge. I just want to read them with you today. He writes, I am a church member. Because I am a member of the body of Christ, I must be a functioning member, whether I am an eye, an ear, or a hand. As a functioning member, I will give, I will serve, I will minister, I will evangelize, I will study, I will seek to be a blessing to others. I am a church member. I will lead my family to be good members of this church as well. We will pray together for our church. We will worship together in our church. We will serve together in our church. And we will ask Christ to help us fall deeper in love with this, his church, because he gave his life for her. I am a church member. This membership is a gift. When I received the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, I became a part of the body of Christ, he writes. I soon thereafter identified with the local body was baptized. I am now humbled and honored to serve, to love others in our church. I pray that I will never take my membership for granted, but see it as a gift and an opportunity to serve others and to be a part of something much greater than any one person or one member. I am a church member and thank God that I am. Thank God that I am. And I want to say this. I thank God that you are a part of Connect Church, that you are a member and that you have poured your life here. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, speaking of this imagery here that we are the body of Christ, individual members of it, I got to thinking, you know, your entire body can be healthy. Your brain functioning perfectly, your heart pumping flawlessly, your lungs doing their respiratory thing, your stomach and intestines making sure everything moves right along, your kidneys are filtering like they should. But you ready? If your liver's bad, if it's not working, eventually you will die. If one part isn't working, eventually you're going to die. You see, the body can't live without these vital functioning parts. And the same is true of the body of Christ. Your church needs you. Hey, you ready? Connect Church can't function right without you. So what happens? What happens when every member of the church, when everyone at Connect Church, they serve? 
Well, save people, serve people. Because serve people. You saved. I heard it said this way. Hey, consider how valuable your soul must be for Satan to tirelessly pursue it and for the king to lay down his life for it. Now, if Satan is after souls and Jesus, our king, laid down his life for souls, surely you and I can step up and serve souls in hopes to see souls of men, women, boys and girls see their souls saved. I love this post and even more I love this family, but you saw Rayleigh's baptism last week. Ray, her daddy, posted this. He said, somewhere... And all those ping pong balls are the names of our four kids. We prayed for all four of them to be saved in their lives and to live their life for Jesus. 2023, he writes this past week, has been an amazing year as all four of our kids have been saved by the grace of God. Today, our prayers were completely answered as our youngest child was baptized. Connect Church may not be for everybody, but it's definitely the church for us. The kids' programs aren't just a babysitting service. They teach the kids about the Bible, Jesus, and how to pursue a relationship with Him. We are so happy to call Connect Church our home. Prayers answered. Connect Church. And Jesus says, I love this post. I love this family even more. But I got to thinking, Ray, of how many people serving led up to the events of last Sunday. How many interactions with different people in the life of Connect Church. And so guys, for the next five minutes, I'm going to rattle it off. I literally spent hours going through this, figuring out all the volunteers that Rayleigh and her family would come in contact with. And here's what we find on any given week. You see, on Sundays, there's a setup team who gets here early to set up flags so that the Flasher family might just know exactly where Connect Church meets here in this campground. They are greeted in the parking lot by the parking lot team who get here some 20 minutes early to help wave them in and to help them park their car. Rayleigh and her family could catch a ride on a golf cart operated by a member of our golf cart team who are fired up and living out their dream of NASCAR, picking you up and getting you to the door as fast as they can. Once at the front door, a volunteer from our welcome team is there to greet them with a smile, to say hello, opening the door so they could come right in. Also, they may not have noticed but a team of men and women are looking out for their well-being and safety on our safety team each Sunday. Then Rayleigh is checked into our Connect Kids check-in team by by that team ensuring her safety and directing her to her group for that morning. Mom and Dad at some point had checked in to our first-time guests who helped them fill out a Connect card and give them a T-shirt. They probably stopped by the coffee bar for, for some hot and fresh coffee. That's how they survived the sermon each Sunday. And you know what? It was served by a member of our coffee bar team who got here early make sure that coffee was ready for them while downstairs Rayleigh was put in the care of our connect kids team volunteers who got there early who set up the room for her who already prayed for her before she got here and volunteers who took time out of their week to prepare a lesson to teach her the bible the gospel and how to follow jesus and then mom and dad and older siblings walked into an auditorium where the set team had already set out their chairs. The volunteers from our prayer team had already prayed over their seat that morning. The online service team was ready and busy at work, ministering to our online church audience, providing an online service option so that if Rayleigh's ever sick or family's ever out of town, she can still stay connected to her church. As he sat down, 
perhaps shown to their seat by a member of our usher team, part of our volunteer tech team behind the sound booth and in the AVL room over here, who've been in their spot since before 6.30 in the morning, are queuing up lights. They're queuing up the sound. Our cameramen are maneuvering cameras throughout the auditorium so that everyone in the room and everyone in online can interact with the service. Our pro presenter volunteers in the AVL room are making sure and monitoring the screens that the words to the songs are projected so that we might make much of Jesus together. Then our volunteers on the worship team, vocalists, musicians, after dedicating their week to practicing all their parts, they take the stage. They serve as lead worshipers to help facilitate worship so that Rayleigh and her family can make much of Jesus through song. It's the Lord's Supper team that comes through and serves in the elements on Sundays like today. Volunteers on our offering team that will receive their family's generosity, make sure it's secure, accounted for, and used for the work of ministry. Out in the lobby, there's a Next Steps team that are there for them after the service to help Rayleigh or any of their family in their next steps of faith. Our Welcome Home team cooked them a meal one night so they can learn what it is to be more about being church members. Volunteers lead groups throughout the week like preteens and and students and connect groups for mom and dad so that their entire family can be discipled. At VBS where she gave her heart to the Lord, over 150 volunteers saw to it that those kids were saved, they were served, and they heard the gospel. Last week, volunteers on our baptism team made sure the pool was filled, and it was warm, and that everything was ready for Rayleigh to be baptized. And as you saw, we got to celebrate that beautiful next step in that beautiful girl's life. You see, I I looked up, and just on a weekly basis... It takes over a hundred, now listen to me, not staff. It takes over a hundred volunteer interactions every time they step foot on this campus for a Sunday morning or Wednesday night. And you know what I think of this picture here? And listen, yes to Jesus be all the honor and glory to a family that has their daughter in church. But I'm going to tell you over a hundred volunteers played a big part right there in seeing this incredible day come to be. Hey, why? You ready? Because saved people serve people and Rayleigh gets saved. To serve people get saved. But you see, we serve because we have been served so greatly. In fact, Jesus would point us to the the greatest act of service in in all of history. Watch this in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 20. He would say this to his disciples, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Where is is greatness found? In in status? No, it's found in, in serving. And Jesus goes on and says this, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not watch us come to be served, but to what? But to serve and to give his life, the Bible says, as a ransom for many. Man, why, why is it that as a church we serve both inside these walls and outside these walls? It's because Jesus has served us in the greatest act of service humanity has ever 
seen. Look no further than the cross. Look no further than the empty grave we just sang about. The greatest act of service in all of history. Pastor Greg Rochelle said this, in the kingdom of God, greatness is service and not status. It is service, not status. You see, the greatest thing I can do as a pastor is not tell you I'm your pastor, but to serve you as such. Because status means very little. If there's no service behind it, Peter would write this in 1 Peter 4.10. Each one should use whatever gift he has received, watch this, to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace and its various forms. I love this as Paul would write the Galatian churches. He says this, so then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith, meaning this, that serving people outside of these walls, man, it is vital and that is how we make the gospel known. But equally important is to serve those who are your brothers and sisters in Christ. That, that one anothering, right? That loving one another and showing hospitality to strangers. Why? Because saved people serve people. And serve people get saved. They get saved, right? As the song goes. I found an excerpt from a devotional. This author wrote a thought-provoking paragraph. Now, now listen, this isn't necessarily a, a biblical. This is not a Bible quote. But they open with this, imagine getting to heaven and God saying. Here's what he'd say as this author began to think. Before I laid the foundations of the earth, I thought of you and of the days you would live on earth. I planned out the people and the places I would give you. I laid out your neighbors and your workplace, the places you would attend school and your family. I laid out enough days to do all the works that I purposed for you, and I equipped you with all you would need to accomplish those purposes here. I filled you with my spirit to encourage and remind you and lead you. I gave you my word so that you would know me and what I do. I gave you people to run with and people who needed me. Now, let's talk about how that went. Maybe, just maybe, it's time, church, that we give him something to talk about when we stand before him. Of the days we were down in children's ministry and we helped babies so mom and dad could help hear the gospel. We taught Bible lessons to kids and served in VBS. The day that the men would get here early and go out in that parking lot and greet people coming from all different kinds of backgrounds and weeks Greet them with a smile, help them get part and be that first face of Connect Church or serving on our welcome team and coffee bar team, interacting with people, showing that by your presence and your serving, how grateful we are that they are there. Hey, you ready, church? It's time we give him something to talk about. Because save people, they serve people, and serve people get saved. Hebrews 6.10 reminds us this. God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. For those of you who are physically able, it's time to come off the sidelines. It's time to get in the game. It's, it's time to not just show up, but it's time to serve up. 
to position yourself along with us on the front lines of God's mission to save the world. And here's the reason why we serve. You ready? First and foremost is because we have a king who is worthy of our service. He's worthy of it. And for so many that already do serve, truly to us as your staff, as your pastors, man, you are the dream team and we thank you for serving. But we are fixing to multiply services, therefore multiplying impact in people's lives. We need you to serve. We need you to step up and serve. And remember the motivation behind that was that our king in Mark 10, 45, another place in the Gospels, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So we serve because our king is worthy. And we also serve because every single Sunday, somebody drives up into this full parking lot. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. I've heard this story time and time again. For some, they had thoughts of taking their life the week before and were just showing up at a church hoping that God would speak to them. People who've been hurt by the church in the past, who've not darkened its doors for years, they show up in our parking lot. We serve because our king is worthy, but we also served because there are people pulling up on this campus every Sunday who need to know that the gospel is real and that the gospel works in their life. Save people. Serve people. Because serve people get saved. Let's pray together, can we? And as we pray, I'm just going to invite every believer to pray. Just to pray for those around you. Man, the gospel can be seen in the fact that the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but came to serve. And listen, you ready? To give his life as a ransom for you. Meaning this, he paid the ransom. That sin debt that you and I owe, that shame, that sin brings about in my life, he took that for you. He paid that ransom so that you may have life. The greatest act of service you will ever see, the greatest act of service you will ever know is what Jesus did for you on the cross and dying for your sin. Emptying that grave three days later and giving you His Spirit and giving you life. But for some of you, that's not your testimony this morning. For some of you, and you sit there and you go, I just... I'm not certain that I'm his. Man, if that's you today, the reason I served this morning, the reason dozens others served this morning is for a moment like this where you can give your heart and your life to Jesus. If you're not certain that you're his, if you're not certain you have eternal life in him, then right now where you are, would you just cry out, from your heart to his for him to save you. The Bible teaches us that everyone who puts their trust in him, they will never be put to shame. Pray something like this from your heart to God's. Dear Jesus, I, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please save me. 
place my faith and my trust in you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for rising again. I give you my life. Would you help me turn from my sin and myself? Jesus, I am yours. Hey, with, with nobody looking, my, my band up there, they're, they're praying for you right now. Hey, if you prayed that with me this morning, would you just look up here real quick? I won't embarrass you or come to you. I, I just want to see, hey, Pastor, I prayed that with you this morning. And I asked Jesus to say, would you just look up here? I won't embarrass you or come to me. Sir, ma'am, I see you. Somebody else. That's me this morning. Wait till I catch your eyes. I'm just looking across the room. Somebody else, it's me. I prayed that with you, Pastor. Just one more moment of looking across the room. Make sure my eyes catch yours. God bless you. I see you, sir. I'm going to tell you, for those of you who looked up at me, and what a joy it is to celebrate what God's doing in your life, understanding that, that, man, you asking Jesus to save you, placing your faith and trust in Him, that's not the end. That's just the beginning of a new life. We want to help you take your next steps of faith. And so before you leave today, there's a number on the screen. You can text it. It'll get to my desk, my team. We're going to follow up with you. We're going to give you a phone call, pray for you, get whatever resources. There's a next steps tent out in the lobby. You can stop by there. Say, I prayed with Pastor today. And we have a Bible for you, resources to help you continue in your faith. We're going to call you this week and follow up and help you take your next steps of faith. Come find me. I'll be down here at the end of the service. I'd love to pray with you and pray for you. We just celebrate what God's doing in your life. Hey, church, can I get you to do this? And we're going to stand in just a moment. Could, could you find this card in your seat? Um, if you say, I don't have a card in my seat, then that card has the unfortunate position of being under your hind end. And so it might, you may very well be sitting on it. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you don't have a place to serve yet in the life of our church, well, I'm not even officially a member. There are still places for you to serve. If you call Connect Church your home, there are still places for you to serve. Listen, here's our greatest need. Men, I, I, want, you, I, I want the men in the room to listen up. We've got another service to welcome a whole lot of people to Connect Church. I need some of you men who are yet to serve. I need you in our parking lot. I need you driving golf carts. I need you here a little bit early. One service, one time a month to help us welcome everybody we can on the campus. Help us to get cars parked. Man, listen, we'll give you a flashy vest so you don't get hit by a car. And you know what? We'll give you a walkie-talkie. What boy doesn't want that kind of life, right? And so I need you to serve. Guys, we're multiplying our children's ministry to another service. Men and women both, we need you serving in kids. I'm going to tell you something. When a man gets down in a room and they begin to serve in children, God uses that. I can't explain it fully, but God always uses women. We know that. You get a man down in there, it's amazing how God uses that man, those men, and how the children respond. It's just incredible. You can see a lot of our most urgent areas as we multiply services. You can scan up here, up here, and you're going to find all the ways you can serve in the life of Connect Church. Hey, you ready? Let's get off the sidelines. Let's get in the game. You ready? 
Let's get on the front lines of God's mission to save the world. And you ready? Jesus wants you. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.